Good morning. On this bottle of question crunch, the amazing artist Priscilla Bree is here to answer questions about being an artist alley at San Diego Comic-Con next week, her love of cars, and the origin story of her stash. <laughs> Go, I, I want to mention that it's so nuts that we have the same birthday. I did not expect that. Oh, at a yeah, we talked about this on the well, okay, you know, leave this in the podcast. I want to leave this conversation in the podcast. I mean, because, we're still recording uh, right now. You can always, you know, cut and paste, right? Oh, we're not cutting and pasting this. We're not cutting and pasting this. I like this. So, when we were on at the table, we had been talking about uh, similarities and liking uh, horn, liking antlers, because we're both Aries, uh, liking wings. I see where you're going with that. Yeah. And then when I was scrolling through your Instagram, I saw like uh, you talking about a birthday celebration and it said, uh, it said your birthday. I'm not going to, I mean, on my Facebook, it's, a, it's available my birthday. But when I saw the day, I was like, wait a minute, that's my birthday as well. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is it a secret? Are we not saying what our birthday is? Uh, I mean, I can, I'm just making sure that you're okay with saying it. I'm okay with saying it. I mean, I like free gifts on my birthday, so. <laughs> All right, well, uh, you'll get free gifts on tax day then. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, it's still a code. code we're speaking in code still. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think every adult, if you say tax day, they know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, actually, no. People still don't know. <laughs> really? I don't know. Maybe my friends suck. <laughs> uh, I or I mean, do they have jobs? Do they like? Maybe they don't pay taxes. I don't know. <laughs> All right, this, that is confidential. Now we're go- we're crossing a line. <laughs> <laughs> they did not consent to let them to let uh, Zoom and IRS know their uh, tax status. How dare me? <laughs> okay, so you are another person that I met and made a new friend at San Diego Comic Fest because every podcast, uh, a lot of podcasts, I, whenever I talk about Comic Fest, I mention that I always come away with new friends. And you are one of them. You were sitting next to me. You were my neighbor at Comic Fest. And uh, your art is absolutely fantastic. Um, I'm always amazed to see what you come up with. And I mentioned it when we were at the show that what I think is really amazing is the combination of sharp and spiky edges, but really soft and soothing and relaxing colors. And I've seen people try to make spikes softer, but your combination doesn't look like you're trying to make the spikes softer. The spikes are still spiky. It's still sharp. It's still very dangerous, but there's a relaxing element to it that I think is just uh, I don't want to say hypnotizing, but it feels kind of hypnotizing. I just love looking at your artwork. <laughs> so that being said, uh, what is your art history? Uh, oh, right. I know. I was like, now I got to get my little script out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, no, so um, art history. Well, so I guess it's kind of one of those things, like my grandma was an artist. So um I mean, she had the gift. So if we're talking about like art history, like my background, that's what you're asking, right? I mean, okay. I mean anything, any kind of a uh, play, any kind of thing that ha- led you to where you are now. Yeah. So um, if my grandma, pretty much, she was the ultimate, like, you know, legacy <laughs> inspiration. Uh, and I always wanted to be like 
as good as her. And like ever since I was a little kid and could hold a crayon, I was coloring in the lines. Um, I don't know if that's that. I was like, I don't know about your history. I don't think we talked about yours, but um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So pretty much started there as a little kid. And then um, obviously I, you know, in school, I took some like art classes in high school. Uh, and I actually really thought I couldn't paint. <laughs> Surprisingly, right? Hey, <laughs> um, they, you know how they make you use acrylics. Um, so I really suck with acrylics. Uh, well, actually, I haven't tried it now, but I was like, oh, I really, really suck. Like it never blended quite right. Um, it just dries really fast. So I was a kid and I was like, well, I just I guess I can't paint um, and I can just draw really well. Uh, and then I took a class in college because, uh, I mean, I was, you know, I was actually trying to be a sign like a, a veterinarian. <laughs> so I was trying to be a doctor, but then I was still taking some art classes on the side because that's actually what I really love to do. Um, and uh, yeah, my my teacher, her name was Sue Daw, and she actually does the Comic Con. She she was at a panel at the uh, the November one this last November. Um, but yeah, I have her to thank because she she forced us all to use oils, and uh, I I made like three masterpieces in that class. And she was like, "This is the first time you're ever using oils," and I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> I guess I can paint." <laughs> So like it kind of it kind of started it it all stemmed from there and kind of took off. I taught myself Photoshop uh, because I want to get into the video game industry or um, concept art for film. So we'll see, moving up that way. Um, but uh, yeah, that's pretty much the art history. I'm, and like the journey continues. I'm talking to you, Jimmy. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I like it that the younger you was like, ah, oh, I guess I can't paint. And the older you was like, uh, shut up. I can paint. <laughs> like, I can't. I was like, hey. In your face, younger me. <laughs> yeah, past Priscilla was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that it was you that decided that you can't paint. Because I was really worried for a second that it was some teacher that said, yeah, maybe you should be a veterinarian. <laughs> No, well, I mean, that was my parents. They were really sad finding out that I didn't want to be a vet anymore. <laughs> you know, I was like, I want to be a rock and roll, you know, star. No, like I was like, I want to be an artist. <laughs> but my dad's always, my dad's always wanted me to, he always knew I was like, everybody else knew I was really good at art. It, it, like, I guess I was just blind to my own. Uh, <laughs> you, you know, we're our worst critic. So just kind of. I I, I, I can understand your parents being like, oh, you uh, want to go into art versus being a doctor. Okay. Oh, everyone was so <laughs> stoked. They're like, my daughter's going to be a doctor. And then I was like, artist. <laughs> and, so every, and then they were like, when are you moving out? <laughs> it's been a long journey. It's definitely been lots of tears too. But I mean, I'm, it's the, more smiles nowadays. So hopefully it stays that way. <laughs> <laughs> um and like i said your art is amazing and i think we've also had this conversation while at comic fest uh but the question i'm going to ask is uh what inspires your art and i know that you were talking uh xenomorphs which <laughs> is understandable uh i have a book that, sitting right next to me from the <laughs> a xenomorph book? Like, it's an avp like the art from the film <laughs> yeah. i literally have a book sitting here with that 
okay, so I guessed right. Like, or yeah. no, I didn't guess right. You told me at the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. I have ADD as well. I think I forgot some of our combo. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, and then I mentioned that there is one painting of yours that uh, I said, it remind, made me think it was a UFO doing an induction. And you're like, uh, nope. I, <laughs> I felt like I was being psychoanalyzed when you were like, uh, no. It's not. What's, why do you think it is? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> I kind of do. I, I love psychology, so I kind of was. <laughs> oh, cool. That's cool. Um, <laughs> I don't judge. Glow- I'm just curious. There's a glowing, there's a, glo- there's a, there's a light source. There's a glowing light source and like a body like doing, you know, floating, <laughs> floating towards it. I, that's what I thought. No, I actually, you were the first person to say that. So I thought that was, it was a different perspective. I wanted it. Remember, I'm still a scientist in the back. You know, I still have that science background. <laughs> I was the only one who thought UFO. What yeah, did everyone else think it? Well, <laughs> it's actually surprising because I have a lot of nerd friends too. And I'm like, I was like, oh, like, yeah, it does kind of look like that actually. But, <laughs> but well, wrong, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what, what is it? I mean, no, I'm going to go back to the <laughs> Okay, what, you know what? <laughs> what inspires your art? Is it the light source? Is it, uh, is it the forms that you're drawing? Or what, 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 <laughs> what's the start? Um, I really love contrast. So, like, a lot of my art, as you've noticed, it's a lot of that, like, good versus evil. Uh, or, like, you know, the black and white. Um just so I guess, yeah, light sources, because I like to do the like the shadow, you know, shadow self or versus the light. Um, so, yeah, I guess it's a little bit of all of it, because um, I feel like that is like the universe is balance. And so I like to bring that like in the, you know, just science also like spirituality. So it's kind of like a weird like it's a balance. It's all connected so i don't know i try and express that in the art heavily with the contrast <laughs> kind of like what you were saying like the like creepy but beautiful so i just i have like a weird obsession with it i guess it makes sense because i feel like a lot of the dark objects that are in your art uh can only really the light that hits it is how you see it it, it comes out with the light um like your uh the uh uh, Xenomorph Queen, where it's just a bunch of light that's hitting the exterior shell, I guess. Um, I think it's an exoskeleton, right? The um, the creature itself. You're talking about xenomorphs? Yeah. Yeah, they have the... Uh, yeah, exactly. An exoskeleton. <laughs> well, I'm just realizing that I didn't know if it was an exoskeleton or not, because uh, on Predator, they have a xenomorph skull. And if it has a skull, I don't think it has an exoskeleton, yeah. right? Yeah, no, yeah, you're right. Hold on, I'm trying to remember which movie that was. Are you sure? Well, that was... Predator 2. Predator 2. In Predator 2, the Predator has a xenomorph skull in in the ship. Wait, Predator 2. Hold on, wait. Predator 2 was the movie, like, that really sucked. <laughs> Are you talking about uh, Predators, or... I'm like, no, I don't no, know this, like... Uh, hold on, I don't want to be wrong now, but I'm... That's I'm okay, saying. no, no. But it might be the one... That sucked. I don't know, uh, because like uh, that's the one with Danny Glover in the city, where it's a gang war and it was a silly gang war and all the cops. Yeah, because it's the urban jungle or like the yeah. um, 
I haven't seen that one in like that was the one my dad was like don't watch it it sucks so I never saw it until like actually more recently <laughs> I I, watched and I was recently. like he was right I shouldn't have watched that <laughs> the first time I watched it was uh yesterday on Hulu and I'm like oh this is bad <laughs> see okay why are we bringing it up then just, just can that <laughs> <laughs> I mean there's some good stuff but I feel like that movie was pretty racist and uh, I can understand why if some person in the Midwest watches it and is like, oh man, LA is dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's bad parts to every <laughs> place. And we're no. getting like political now. What, what What's going on here, Jimmy? <laughs> there's bad parts, but not like in Predator 2. <laughs> I don't remember, honestly, so I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to sneak my way out of this conversation. <laughs> well, we got on the conversation because I was talking about the skeletons and xenomorphs. I didn't know if they have an exoskeleton or if they yeah, actually well, have maybe I think it answered it. The movie was just all wrong anyway, so... <laughs> that is a valid point. That is a very valid point. I'm just... <laughs> um, but, but yeah, uh, we talked about the inspiration for art, uh, and I love your drawings of horns. Um, how do you pick a horn to draw? Uh, how do I pick one? Yeah, like, because uh, like you can pick a ram's horn where it curls. You can pick a horn yeah. that goes upward. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm like, a, so I have, I don't know if I told you this, Jimmy, because <laughs> it is kind of creepy and we had just met. Um, <laughs> but I have like a taxidermy collection and like animal skulls. <laughs> so um i don't know i just i um actually a lot of the ones i have have horns it's like i don't know oh you can't see it there's a bull skull behind me like hanging over here i have i have quite a few friends with animal skulls with antlers so if you did tell me about it it didn't really shock me so <laughs> yeah i don't know there's there's like a beauty in it so i mean i guess i'm not really sure like how i just i guess if it's more curly that's obvious that in my mind it's a little more like feminine so like um some like something that's just like a straight edge or something would be uh, a little more aggressive i guess you know how you know you're an artist <laughs> no that makes sense so, like, i mean when you talk about like arts. the different when you talk about the different shapes between feminine and masculine, uh, masculine usually have like a bare bulk. And so that makes sense with the antler because if it's a curly antler, a lot of times it's going to be a lot more fit, a lot thinner. Uh, a ram's horn, I would think being like, it's only got like that one curl. I think that that would be like the Thanos type. Yeah, exa exactly. So yeah, it's kind of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just always like talking about horns because I draw a lot of horns and I like to think of the, uh, not even, not even how it curls, but how it has that weird kind of shape in the middle of the horn. And I love playing with that shape and trying to figure out how the light works and how. Are you talking about like, like the, the ridges in the horn? Yes. Okay. Like the little, yeah. Cause I'm like, I have. A it has like ridges. Like you said, it's kind of fun to play with those shadows and like create wrinkles with the, you know, as you're painting. to make sure people know that. That's, as you that, can that, tell with my uh, little the, the Pan's Labyrinth fawn, <laughs> I had fun with doing the horns on that one. <laughs> uh, what is your 
you know, uh, Pan could be it. But uh, what is your favorite character with horns or antlers? That that was that was it. Uh, that's why I haven't showcased. <laughs> <laughs> you had it ready for that question. Oh, you will. Yeah, because it's funny. Um, yeah, hands down. I, when I read that question, I was like, oh yeah, hands down, the fawn from Pan's Labyrinth, because he's just so like you don't know. Like he's supposed to be this again that contrast of like he's good but is he good and then it's i love i like to play with that so i did do a creepy cute version of him because he is pretty creepy in the movie uh which is awesome <laughs> and that's a damn good answer uh i just uh when i wrote that question i was i had a hard time deciding who's my favorite character with horns or antlers i I like more characters with horns rather than antlers. Antlers are cool, don't get me wrong. I love the Sweet Tooth show on Netflix, but I know so many characters with horns. Uh, and I want to say that my favorite character with horns is the Horn King from uh, Disney's Black Cauldron. But then you got Tim Curry's horns in uh, Legend. I don't know if I... No, I'm not nerd enough. What's that? But... <laughs> You might not know Legend, but you do know the character. It's the uh, Tim Curry played like this devil character with the gigantic bullhorns. Oh, okay, hold on. Well, I'm thinking of Hellboy with the giant when he's like in hell. Is it kind yeah, of yeah. like that? And Hellboy's horns look great too. No, this, yeah. these ones are massive. These ones uh, are almost as big as his bicep. Like it's gigantic horns that go out and then kind of like have, you know, the tuning fork look that bullhorns sometimes have. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, I guess, you, I don't know. Wait, is this a thing? I guess this is a thing. <laughs> uh, legend? No, a horny obsession. <laughs> oh, yes. I'm very horny for horns. It's, that's a fact. <laughs> it, it's, on my, uh, it's on my Tinder profile that I love horns. <laughs> <laughs> How's that going, Jimmy? <laughs> uh, not so good. The pandemic kind of really... <laughs> I had a feeling. <laughs> um... And then, uh, have you seen The Black Cauldron? Because The Black Cauldron is pretty, uh, that's a dark Disney movie. I, I have, but it, it actually was a long time ago, like in elementary school. But I don't know why they were playing that, <laughs> but I don't really remember. I just remember it being kind of weird and creepy. That would not be a movie I would recommend for kids to watch. I did. That's why I was so like, I don't know why that was playing, but it was. <laughs> not as not at school. I mean, when I was a kid, I watched a lot of creepy stuff, but not at school. I, but it, it, was an after school, it was an after-school program, so I mean, you know, our parents didn't care about us after, you know, 6 p.m. or whatever it was. Or what was it, 2 p.m.? Uh, you know what I mean. <laughs> I mean, they probably saw Disney and thought it was cool for kids, even though there's a lot of really... Uh... <laughs> yeah, the counselors are like, here, kids, just leave us alone. <laughs> um, because, like, uh, have you, there's also another dark movie that I always love to talk about, and it's Return to Oz, and that also is done by Disney. It's on Disney+, Plus, but that one is a dark, <laughs> it, it's a very creepy, have you seen Return to Oz? No, but I think, I, I mean, I saw, I, I saw, I know what you're talking about. Gotcha. Um, for instance, uh, if Dorothy came back, and she's, you know, she's in a Midwest state, uh, what is that? Kansas, right? She's from Kansas? Okay, cool. Yeah. Just had to make sure. I couldn't remember exactly where Kansas. Um, yeah, we're not in Kansas anymore. That's it. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> it's my mom's favorite movie, so I mean... 
if a kid came back from Oz in that period of time and started talking about uh, talking scarecrows, talking Tin Men, talking lions, what would they do to her? Oh, God. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I have a dark like mind as well, so... <laughs> Yeah, but what would they do? <laughs> Don't be so dark. What would they do? With, like, and they think that it's okay if that would help her. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, wait. Say it one more time. Okay. If if a kid came to her auntie M and said, "Hey, I just defeated a witch in Oz, and I fought her with a talking lion, a cowardly lion of oh, brainless oh. scarecrow." Oh, instant what? insane asylum, of course. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> And what would they do in this insane asylum? Oh no! Uh, where? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Wait, I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> uh, electric shock therapy. Okay, yeah, that's what I was. I was gonna say like some sort of tank, like you know, deprivation, yeah, and, and then like. And that's how I, this I movie going starts. Dark places right now. <laughs> but that's how this movie starts. Oh no! Okay. Yeah, it's done by so Disney. So I'm gonna watch that after we're done here. <laughs> I think I will too because I've been talking about it a lot lately. Uh, <laughs> Wait, uh, you haven't pre- seen it. What? You haven't watched it? Oh, I watched it a lot. I oh, okay. Lot. I was like, how um, are you ex- describing it? If you okay. There's a, there's a character called TikTok, and every time anyone talks about TikTok, I think about that character, not the app. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> but I highly recommend watch, watching. This I movie already movie. hate time so much, so now I'm gonna have TikTok. TikTok in uh, Return of Oz is a robot, so he's not—he has nothing to do with time. Well, I guess he's a—he does have time because he's a wind-up robot. So he—if you don't wind him up, he will stop. Yeah. So see again, clocks, time. I don't like this. <laughs> but I think you'll like the Wheelers. What's that? Uh, it's on the same movie. The Wheel—I don't want to tell you what the Wheelers are. I want that to be a surprise. I want you to be creeped out by the Wheelers. Just. Right off the bat. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> I'm probably going to watch that tonight because it's been fresh in my mind. I, I was talking about it on a recent Zoom, and that's why I really wa- that's probably why I bring it up now. <laughs> but you are also really into cars, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> uh, what got you, what got you into cars? Uh. Good question. Um, I was really worried you're going to answer me like a with a dad joke if I said what got you into cars. And you're like a door. <laughs> oh, oh God, no, that's you. <laughs> I, yeah, oh, right? You know what? I forgot that is. Yeah, that was all you. The entire comic fest. <laughs> oh, listeners um, don't know. I gave a thumbs up. <laughs> um. So probably my dad got me into cars. Because we didn't, like, we were kind of tomboys, me and my sister. I'm like, we, the voice in my head and I, (laughs) my sister and I, um, we grew up uh, playing Hot Wheels and doing, like, Legos. And we wanted to be cool because, like, we looked up to our dad a lot. And he was always talking to, you know, like, you know, being cool is what we wanted to do, not, like, be girly girls. Um, so like, uh, we were playing, like, he taught us sports and, um, you know, we were always doing, you know, the little hot wheels and we always, like, I really fell in love with like the aesthetic, like exotic little hot wheels. Like, so I always wanted mine, like just one cut, like the metallic, like one color, like the really exotic ones, like the Lamborghinis and all those. 
um or like i think they would come in like silver metallic gray that's my favorite color is gray <laughs> so i had a collection of like silver like exotic cars um i don't know maybe i'm like maybe it was my ocd as well <laughs> it was probably shiny my sister loved the crazy like weird looking and i was like oh that's like ugly like it looks like a toy <laughs> like i want the actual car um so it kind of started there um and then uh you know fast forward uh, I ended up getting into the car scene because of my first car in high school was a it's a 240 SX. I don't know if you know what that is. I have no idea. You can you can just I don't know car jargon, so you can feel free to make something up and I'll be like, okay. <laughs> okay, we'll hear some car jargon. It's a shit box. <laughs> cool. Uh no, it's a it's like a little drift car, um, a Nissan, like little it, it's cool. But anyway, um basically it's like a little go-kart. <laughs> But it actually is worth something like now so that's kind of cool that I, I still have it like i held on to it um but uh yeah no it was a piece of crap when i got it and uh, i ended up fixing it up and you're yawning now because we're talking about cars uh no no i'm yawning. <laughs> it's been a long day it's been a long day we've done this is the third interview this has been a long day <laughs> but no uh, uh, it's not the cars oh rude and yawn on mine Okay, disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I put eyeshadow on for you, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> so did I. No, I'm just I, I'm back asleep. No. <laughs> uh, no. So anyway, yeah, just I'm into cars. I go to car shows, like car meets. Uh, to make a long story longer. <laughs> um, so I really love like you know take like doing photography and going to these inspiring like you know, car meets and seeing all the exotic cars and I like to draw them or paint them. Um, so I'm trying to, I mean, I've done some pretty cool, like big canvas commissions for people. So that's kind of right. And they are really amazing. Like in the previous, uh, the previous episode of the podcast, we, me and the artist, uh, Sammy, were talking about how drawing cars is frustrating. I hate drawing cars. And so when I see your cars, it's absolutely remarkable how, true to the cards you make, you draw it. Oh, yeah. Um, well, yes, because uh, again, it's like contrast, right? So like, I love doing that, like those dark shadows and then the like really bright pop of white highlights because it's like, just makes it look, you know, really glossy. And I love that, the like, because it's like, I'm a car enthusiast. So like when I see a really clean, like freshly waxed car, it's just like, ooh, like it's wet. <laughs> so. <laughs> That's a term, okay, car enthusiasts. They know what I'm talking about. Whatever uh, you say. We do the uh, we do the look back. Like when you're walking away from your car, you always do the look back, <laughs> and you're like, yeah, that's my car. <laughs> um, there's a lot of passion in it, so I think it kind of translates into. I, I try and put that into other people's car paintings that I do for them because I'm like, I have a passion for like all cars because like I love to drive. Like I don't just draw them. I like to drive fast. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that, I think it just, I like to, when I see someone's car and I want like to paint it for them, I want to capture like everything I know about, like, I know they're, you know, you know what I mean? Like, I just like to, <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> well, um, I, 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 know, I kind of know what you mean because I do know art when I get commissions and I want to be able to like, if, if someone hires me to draw a family memory, I can do that. I want as many detail, details as I possibly can. What I don't know understand is when it comes to cars, because I 
definitely, <laughs> I definitely don't care <laughs> how my car looks like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I guess I just imagine myself in the driver's seat. And so then I put that passion because I know the feeling of like, you know, when you're going into the gears and like just that connection of the, the road and the actual vehicle. And so like, I like to really capture those, that like motion kind of like the motion in the car, even though it's just a car sitting there. Um, well, the kind of, the kind of energy, the, uh, uh, yeah, what's it called? Yeah. I think it's, con- no, isn't it? No, not kinetic. It's potential energy. Just the idea of like this car, once it starts driving, will drive fast. Yeah. So I like to, add, yeah. So like I did a Corvette for one of my buddies and I think I kind of captured that because it's just those straight angles, but also like just very it, like, I don't know how to, I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to explain this. But yeah, I just basically, I put the driving passion into the actual car uh, aesthetic. Um, so I, I like to give it life, I guess. <laughs> I try and do that with the, cre- like I have a fetish for eyes. So I do that with like my creatures. I really, well, okay. A lot of the creepy creatures don't have eyes and that's on purpose because I have such a, you know, the window to the soul. So um, when I do pet portraits for people, I really love to capture the, you know, the depth in the, you know, creature's eyes. So that's kind of one of my things. I like it that you just started with, uh, I love drawing eyes with lots of life, except when I don't. When they don't have eyes, I don't have eyes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's on purpose. It's symbolic because it's like a lot of the, like I like to show that like we can see so much without our eyes as well. So that's, you know, cause we're, we're so heavily uh, reliant on our eyes in this world, but everything technically is an illusion if you look at it scientifically as well. Um, everything we look at is the past because <laughs> the, the light, the time it takes the light to reflect off of things by the time it reaches our eyes, it's already the past. So like literally like everything we look at is the past, um, an illusion. So I love sci-fi's, the matrix, all that. I'm a nerd. <laughs> that's, uh, that's really funny. Cause I think that we also had this conversation in uh, the previous episode of the podcast without any prompt that, all light that we see is from the past. <laughs> Thank you. When you look at the stars, it's probably an exploded star that, and it's by the time it's reaching us, they're already gone. So it's like they had a good run. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, I love it when on Facebook, <laughs> on Facebook, whenever anyone says anything encouraging about stars, I'm like, yeah, but they're already dead probably. They had a good run. <laughs> That's going to be us somewhere to some point in the universe. <laughs> well, cause like everyone's like, Oh, you know, it could shine bright like a star. And I'm like, yeah, but they're not, a- <laughs> they're not around anymore. <laughs> I think that's why we got along though. We have the dark side as well. <laughs> I guess so I say that too about shining bright, but I'm like also, you know, death. <laughs> but I think that you're more optimistic. Cause I, I just, uh, I don't like motivational speakers for some weird reason. Uh, don't psychoanalyze that. Uh, I don't like. <laughs> I just uh, whenever I see something that's overly motivational, I feel compelled to uh, pop it. Break them to, down. Uh, stop. <laughs> You're a bully. <laughs> I am totally a bully. Online, I'm. <laughs> I know. <laughs> At least, but you are like you know you. What is this called? You um. <laughs> it has been a long day. <laughs> it has been a long day. 
Uh, when I tell people that I'm mostly a bully of bullies, that's the, that's my most, that's, uh, usually what I'm bullying, but then someone's like, uh, uh, you embraced it. That's what I was trying to say. (laughs) I could take that. Um, if you made, if you made a movie, if you made a cars movie, like the Pixar cars, um, what kind of car would be the main character and who would play them? Yeah, this was a confusing question. I was like, where is he going with this? So like. You're going to repeat that you said I'm really gorgeous. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll say you're gorgeous anytime. Uh, but if you made a Cars movie, what kind of car would be the main character and who would play them? Okay, yeah. So I, like I was trying to say, um, that was kind of confusing. So you're talking about like the Disney movie Cars? Yes. Okay, well, I mean, I kind of just thought like my favorite car, <laughs> which is the McLaren <laughs> P1, <laughs> the race car. Uh, so I don't know, I guess like a super exotic race car, that would, that would be kind of cool. <laughs> and who would play them? I, okay, that part I was like, I, I don't know, I guess the voiceover would have to be Chris Hemsworth because he's just like a god. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a pretty good answer though, he's a funny guy. Yeah, I know, I have a huge crush. <laughs> My dog's named after him. So. What's your dog's name? Mr. Hemsworth. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> um, so he is in the 2016 Ghostbusters movie. And it's one of my favorite scenes where uh, he's like, where, where his, ha- his dog's name is Mike Hat. I don't get it. <laughs> well, it's supposed to sound like Mike Hat, but it's Mike Hat. Okay, that's what I thought, but that it, it sounded like another Jimmy dad joke. So <laughs> I, I wish I wish I could take credit for this, but this is a definitely all Hemsworth because like I he did a lot of jokes in that movie that I thought were part of the script, but it was just him improvising, and he's pretty fucking funny. I wait, wait so I'm gonna have to watch that movie then. A lot of people said it was bad, so you shouldn't take my oh. word on it because I'm a big <laughs> Ghostbuster fan. They can. They can do no wrong in my eyes, and I think that's uh, problematic. I think I think that's bad because I'll just give him more money. <laughs> uh, we're ready so for have- the next question. Then <laughs> I know well, I was like, okay, just- <laughs> uh, not gonna watch that one. <laughs> I, I like it that you weren't even going to tell. You weren't gonna argue with me, like, oh no, Jimmy, you should have more integrity than that. You should only watch good things. I'm like, nope. <laughs> I'll watch anything, I good or bad. Uh, the bad movies, I'll wait till it's streaming to watch. Uh, but I'll watch it. If it shows up on my streaming service and I'm bored enough, I will watch really shitty films. <laughs> uh, to each their own. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> well, what was the last like shitty film that you've seen? You know, um, that's actually, I really don't watch much TV. Like, I don't have a TV in my place. Uh, so I, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I think while. that's healthier. You know, uh, it's funny. I literally was talking about this a few days ago where I was like, I think I'm going to buy a TV. Because <laughs> I'm getting a little insane with my, like, like over creativity. Like, um, it's going a little too far out there. So I'm like, well, bring it back. Need to veg out for a second. <laughs> I I do think that taking a break and just enjoying just content coming at you is uh, <laughs> a good thing. I th- I know people people have always said you know vegging out is unhealthy. I'm like yeah, but I don't know. Taking a break is a good thing. 
Yeah, I yeah, I think it's time because I'm definitely getting a little like out there with the art. <laughs> That's all I have time for right now. So I'm just like, yeah, TV. It's, it's good for you. <laughs> uh, what conventions have you exhibited at? Uh, yes. So actually, um, this, this journey has only been like pretty recent. Um, so it was um, SD RocketCon. Um, when was that? Like six months ago? Seriously? Was it five months? January. I don't know. January? Are you talking? So you're talking about the one that just happened? Yeah. Was that January? I have no idea when it happened, but I thought you had been doing conventions a lot longer than just a few months. No, it's just been like, yeah, I know. That's why I was like, oh my gosh. Like, okay, well, obviously I'm, this is part of the answer, but um, so it started with SD RocketCon. Uh, then uh, I got invited to, I think it was WonderCon. And I was like, I was crying. So I was like, holy crap, that was like a jump. And then, uh, so I guess like, I've been getting a lot of no's all of, you know, this journey. It's been like many years, of course, and hard work of like, building the portfolio and like my, like teaching myself, like, you know, um, I don't know if you've heard of schoolism online. So like I've been doing some of those like little courses to like really learn Photoshop and better the skills. Uh, so I guess it's working because um, people, you know, it's starting to translate in the art, like the digital art. Um, but uh, yeah, so it was WonderCon and then I SD Comic Fest. That's where I met you. Um, and yeah, now it's, uh, it's going to be Comic-Con. <laughs> so no, That's, I just did it. It's only been, it, yeah, um, a few months. That is a hell of a deep dive to go from RocketCon as being your first con just a few months ago to Comic-Con. <laughs> I, I know, I know. <laughs> uh, it's a blessing. Like, I'm really grateful, actually. Because I know every, a lot of people have been uh, waitlisted from uh, COVID, from 2020. So I really, uh, a lot of my artist friends that are going um, told me like it was useless, like, you know, oh, like don't even try. And I was like, okay. And then in the background, I was like, you know, fluffy words, email, email. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I just kind of, I'm not scared of rejection anymore. <laughs> so uh, just shoot shot, you know, <laughs> that's kind of where my mentality has been this last, like, you know, I uh, like six months or so. Yeah. And where so, is your table going to be? Uh, F. It's going to be in uh, Artist Alley, and it's um, FF ten, I think. I'm like, it was pretty easy to. I was like, table ten, <laughs> okay. So I was going like, to say Final Fantasy ten. I know. I don't know what FF is. Maybe I'm like way in the back, like you know crappy corner or something like where nobody is <laughs> table 10 <laughs> ffx then right that's <laughs> what's, what's that no uh 10 in roman numerals is x so it's ffx oh oh sorry that like went over my head too so. <laughs> i just try to think of uh, any kind of like not symbolism but just uh things i can do with it to make a comic because that's usually how i advertise on shit oh yeah you were doing a marketing thing yeah <laughs> okay. No, you're right. That is kind of cool. Uh, it'll just be yes. it'll be convenient when I'm walking around our side to find you. <laughs> I'll be next to the trash can in the back. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, this is FFX, eh? <laughs> as long as there's no nerds just 
trying to breathe on me or comp on me without covering <laughs> their mouth. Oh my God, I forgot. That's right. Yeah, you were, um, yeah, you were totally good that day. <laughs> I, oh, I'm still I think I was coughing on you. <laughs> I am still armed with my, 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 uh, my welding shield. I'm bringing it to every convention I'm going to. I don't think I'm going to, I don't think I'm going to decorate it for Comic-Con. We'll see. We'll see. I might, but Midsummer Scream, I'm definitely going to make it spooky. I haven't figured out exactly what I'm going to do, but I'm looking forward to that. Because you have the whole plastic shield and I can put stuff on it. I'm looking forward to that. You're, so you're going to Comic-Con though, right? Yes. All right. I'll see you. I'll be in the janitor's closet. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's progressed there, I guess. But I'm getting shoved further and further. <laughs> I, I, I like, yeah, you are, in, in your mind, you keep shoving it somewhere scarier. <laughs> it's like, like, oh, movie. yeah, it, it's going to be in Crime Alley. There's going to be just like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, can, I can joke about myself. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm really excited to see it at uh, Comic-Con. Uh, Comic I'm really excited to see. I, I want more people to be aware of your artwork. And uh, Comic-Con is a hell of a place to do it. I know, I know. I hope I don't get lost in the shuffle. Because <laughs> I know that I, happens. So. I, I know a lot of people like go to Artist Alley, though, because it's a nice place to find... Uh, I mean, a lot of the big names, they don't even have a lot of comics there. Uh, so it's nice to see like the indie folks that you can actually talk to creators rather than companies that sell comics of someone else creating. That's true. Yeah. No, I because that's where I would always be was Artist Alley because as a because I've only been to Comic Con as a guest like once or well twice because the special edition. Um, my buddy, I I don't know if you know him, Eric Arega. He does we, like really cool. I thought we did. Did we meet at Comic Fest or? Oh yeah, you met. He, the, the, he's doing. He's trying to pull together a local coffee shop. Nice. Oh yes, I did meet him. I did yeah, meet him. Okay. Um, yeah, he has some, like, he's been in Comic-Con for, like, like, since the beginning, I guess. <laughs> um, where was, I forgot where I was taking this. We talked about Artist Alley, and you were saying that you usually oh, yeah, go. He, yeah, so he, he was really cool. He got me a, a pass for, you know, as a guest, um, for special edition. So that was the only other time that I've, like, I've only been in Comic-Con, like, once. So, like, <laughs> um, but, uh. Yeah, so I was talking to everybody, of course, and I, I was in Artist Alley, because like you said, it's like, there's like actual, oh, well, not actual, I, you know what I mean? Like, there's just different kinds of um, art styles, and you get to like, like you said, really connect with the actual artist, so it's cool. It was like, that's my people, that's our people. I was yeah. like, you're a too, so yeah. Artist Alley is usually where I'm going to go to spend money. I don't need that's the fancy That's the only area I spend, like all, I, all the art on my walls here are other artists' art. <laughs> it's not even my own. <laughs> the weirdest one is when uh, one of my friends will see my art on their friend's wall, and they'll take a photo and send it to me, being like, "Oh, hey, I found Jimmy's art in the wild." I'm like, "Ah, that's whoa, <laughs> that's really cool." Do you have that like on your? Um, that's kind of a cool. Um, what am I trying to say? It's been a long day. Um, I like, uh, that's like your MO, right? Like where you're fine. Like it's like Jimmy's art in the wild, right? That's your little, I should, I don't know. I, I feel kind of creepy because I don't know if, I don't know if my friend's friend consented to just have a photo of their apartment taken. And I thought that'd be <laughs> weird if I post 
a photo of an apartment I don't know and an album <laughs> on my Facebook. Well, it would just be like a little segment on like your Instagram or something. Oh, you're right. I should like I should ask people stories. to yeah. I should ask people to do the hashtag and they themselves can post the photo and use the hat. Ooh. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> I wonder what I could do with that. <laughs> a lot, because I'm sure there's tons of your art everywhere. I I'm, I'm looking for the day that someone's like, hey, I found your photo, I found your art in a porn. I'm like, all right, that's awesome. <laughs> send me the screenshot. I want to save that. <laughs> I've had, yeah, I've had some of my uh, friends post a picture of, like, my art when they hung it on their wall, which I think is really cool, or them holding it up in their house. So, like, that's why I was like, that should be a thing. Like, all artists should have that hat. Like, we should create, like, a hashtag for, like, artists cool. to just, like, yeah, like, I don't know. That's kind of cool. Um, Facebook, I don't think they do it now. I don't think they do it anymore. But there was a really creepy feature on Facebook where... Uh, Facebook will offer to tag you in photos that they think you're in. Ooh. And Facebook alerted me one time and I was in a photo in some random person's co uh, Comic-Con photo album. Like someone was taking a photo of a cosplayer and in the background I'm walking <laughs> I'm like that is me, but fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like where's Waldo and you're like isn't that a movie? There's a movie. There's so many sci-fi movies about that. Like, we're being watched. <laughs> but it was so damn creepy because it was some random Xavier cosplayer. And I didn't oh, know, know so the person. If it was any other cosplayer, it would have been fine. But <laughs> Yes. Yes. <laughs> if, the, if the character was dressed as uh, Gomez Adams, I'd be down for being tagged in any Gomez Adams photo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what is your favorite piece of art that will be available for Comic-Con? Okay, so that one was a tough one because I really love my angel demon one. <laughs> the one that is on that giant banner that I think you were pointing out at SD Comic Fest um, because that one means like it's really symbolic to me because, um, you know, everyone's, I feel like everyone's kind of gone through that like depressed state at one point in their life um so i just kind of like that whole you know reaching out towards the light but also again with the whole angel demon lots of symbolism um trying to feel like an empty void so like i i mean yeah i guess i'm kind of we don't have the image in front of us right now to show it um but uh yeah i kind of have the whole xenomorph like inspiration in there <laughs> Um, so like that's one of my favorite ones, but I recently did that. I don't know if you saw it, the um, synced with the universe piece. I don't that, remember seeing. Did you post on weird, Instagram? Like alien angel that it's like super colorful. I feel like I've seen it. I feel I feel like I must have seen it because if it's on your Instagram, I'm pretty I'm on Instagram pretty hardcore. Yeah, that's the only one I'm like able to keep up with for the art because like there's too many platforms. I'm like, dad, no no tech. <laughs> I don't have time for that. I gotta be doing art. Um, it's it's so frustrating if you don't if if you don't if you don't have the money to get someone to market you. <laughs> it's frustrating as an artist to have to be the market to, to to market yourself because all you want to do is create art, but now you yeah. have to post it on every social media. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So that's not fun. But no, the piece itself. Uh, you you probably have seen it because I 
it's when I had the Comic Con, like I'm going to Comic Con, and I used that photo. Then I um, must have seen it. Yeah, I know. I'm kind of. I'm like, well, that one's also a really fun one. So when you figure it out, or if people watching this figure it out, it's um, that's one of my favorite ones right now because I used an explosion of color um, to like depict emotion, and it's basically again bringing the science, like the universe, but also there's like an element of spirituality kind of played around with that. Um, and it's it's kind of a trippy piece, I guess you could say. And it's on your Instagram, right? Yeah. So um, speaking of which, what is your Instagram? Uh, yes. Yeah, so <laughs> speaking of marketing, I thought I was cool, and I was like, "Oh, this is gonna this is gonna stick. This is a great marketing Instagram." Uh, and then it turns out nobody can like spell it right because it's tricky. Um, it's artist stash so like there's st st and everyone always messes that up <laughs> but i thought it was like oh artists like mustache so like stash um but anyway um that was when the like mustache like i it, it's a long story but um i don't know is there a way to like write it somewhere or <laughs> are you going uh, to write you it make later something up. You, you oh you mean the artist stash well we'll post it we'll post it with the uh with the link with with the description there'll be a link to your instagram but uh, you can well, make up a story. Say, like, everyone always misspells it. And I'm like, yeah, that wasn't good marketing. Fail. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can make up a story of why you're called Artist Stash. I, it's not, I wouldn't be making it up. There's an actual story. It's just, oh, I know there's an actual story. You, you actually, when I asked you for the story, you deprived me the whole weekend of the story. It was finally like at the last day that you were willing to tell me. But yeah, I'm saying for this... Do you remember? <laughs> I, I remember it. I'm just saying for like the people listening, if you don't want to tell the story, you can make something oh up. Oh my gosh. No, it was, I was just, I was just making you wait, Jimmy. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to make it too easy for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, it's, uh, it had to do with it, my car scene. The car, car crew name was Lady Stash and it kind of stuck because of an ex. <laughs> So um, we, we don't need to know about that, but <laughs> I just really liked it because it's like, it kind of, it was around the time when mustaches were like trending. Like, so um, I don't know if you remember, everyone had like mustache, like stickers, like mustache everything. Like everything. Oh, okay. Yeah, I do uh, remember that time period where people even like, there was a lot of wedding photos with like a fake mustache. Yeah, or like the tattoo, everyone had the tattoo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so anyway, it was around that era, <laughs> that time, uh, but no, they, they would call me Lady Stash, um, because again, the ex had a similar stash, you know, tag name or whatever, um, and I just really liked it, because I, my, my dad I, was really an inspiration in my life, so I feel like me being a tomboy, I was like, oh, Lady Stash, it only, like, works that I'm like, I'm a tomboy, um, and it's cool. So that was my car crew name. Uh, and then I kind of just, everyone knew me like, oh, hey, Lady Stash. Like when you'd be walking around these car meets and you, it's kind of like high school, you think you're cool. Um, <laughs> you stand next to your car and you think you're cool. Uh, but uh, yeah, so that's why I just kind of extended it into the like, oh, I'm going to be artist stash. And it sounds like it's like a stash of art, like my art chest or something. I don't know. <laughs> This is getting weird, I guess. I don't know, but that's basically to make a long story longer. 
Uh, we're, we're, we're doing a podcast conversation. Let making that long story longer is fantastic. <laughs> I'm like, I can talk to a brick wall. So I, mean. <laughs> I, I like it that the car shows you're staying next to your car and you know, you think you look cool. Uh, I've never felt cool next to my car. <laughs> <laughs> well, you haven't seen my car. It is cool. <laughs> are, are there not photos on your Instagram? Cause I thought I've seen, I've, I thought, well, I don't know. Fuck they're on my they're on my lady stash one yeah gotcha and you're talking about your the car that you have now not your first car right because you said you still have your first car oh it's the same car yeah I, it's i daily it so it's a 1991 240sx s13 i feel like you could, again <laughs> you, could, you could make up numbers <laughs> <laughs> That's me driving fast, like angry, I guess. I don't know. Gotcha. I, 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 I was no beating idea what you were doing I don't there. know. That's your, your, your stick shift that you're pretending to do. <laughs> yeah. That could have been so weird if it wasn't. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I think it's funny that you're saying that uh, one of the adjectives that people use when talking about cars, good looking cars, clean looking cars, it's wet. And I'm like, I don't yep. think I. I think sticky would be the word I use for my car. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I should, maybe we won't elaborate on what that means. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's just gross. I don't know. I, I yeah, don't exactly. care about my car. I was like sticky. <laughs> I don't care about my car. Um, oh, too many stories in the back seat. I don't want to take it there. <laughs> no, my car is actually clean inside. Cause I don't, I don't eat. It's just, uh, there's a lot of uh, comic stuff. There's a lot of art stuff that I just don't clean out. But uh, it's pretty... You know what I was referring to, right? <laughs> I, I think so. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was like... It's not um... gross. It's not gross inside. It's just on the exterior. It's, I don't wash it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't wash my car. It's just a lot of uh, dust and shit. <laughs> I mean, mine's kind of... Mine looks like that right now, too, so I'm not even going to lie. I'm still a chick. <laughs> So, so your car's not wet right now? Right now, no. It's covered in brake dust, um, daily dust. <laughs> yeah. And once we get into fire season, ash? Yeah, like I still have a day job, so, you know, I gotta, that's the long commute. <laughs> I think Hopefully fire season. Not, like for not much longer, though. <laughs> not much longer. That's good to know. Hopefully. We'll see. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm trying to make this the full-time thing. Aw, but... You know the struggle. You... you know it. Yeah. No, I do. I I'm, I I'm work at a warehouse. I've been at the warehouse for a long time. Uh, but it is a good steady, steady amount of money. And I think it's also the best way for me to keep exercising because I work uh, doing manual labor and I get paid to do it. So... Yep, there's your workout. <laughs> that's my, I'm a dog groomer. I think I told you that. So like, yeah. I, that's the same for me. It's like, I'm kind of doing art because I'm sculpting. Uh, but uh, <laughs> it's also the, I'm getting the workout because I'm like holding this, you know, giant dog up. I've got some like pretty big biceps, I'd say. <laughs> Do they let you be creative with your sculpting? Because uh, I never thought, uh, is it like Edward Scissorhands kind of sculpting? Like you shave a dog's I mean, head into... Whatever well, you should crap. understand because like you know how a pencil is an extension of your hand so like yeah. you know the scissors like, yeah like it's yeah i don't know it's called yeah it is like sculpting <laughs> there's there's art an artist eye in required for it a steady hand you don't want to chop an eyeball or anything so 
I just, uh, I don't have pets. And the idea of pet grooming, I've never seen, I've never actually seen pets get groomed, so I don't even know what goes into it. Oh, it's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of work. It's a, it really is. And I always love it when clients like come in and it's, they have like a really choppy, like, like chopped up, not a chopped up dog, but I mean, the sure, fur sure. is really messed up. And then they're like, oh, I tried it at home and can you fix it? And I love those. Cause I'm like, yes, I can fix it. And also now you know what we go through. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, it's a lot of work. <laughs> um, like but I, the- I, I think I told you, I was trying to be a veterinarian. So like I have a lot of animal, like I love animals. So yeah, there's that. It helps. <laughs> I think it's a valuable lesson to learn for uh, pet owners to try the haircut. And you're like, oh, shit, cutting hair is actually a lot more work. Well, especially on a, a subject that doesn't want to sit there. <laughs> I think that a lot of people also feel very confident about cutting their own hair. It's like, oh, it's just scissors. And it's like, mm, no. <laughs> they always, not. for whatever reason, everyone always goes across. And you're like, no, <laughs> that's not how you... Like, especially on a dog, too. It's like, what What are you doing? <laughs> I saw one person who cut their hair and they thought they were really proud of it. But the the the, the it, it went in an incline that went up near the back of the head. Like, the head ended with a point in the back. And I'm like, <laughs> that's impressive. But not <laughs> and you're like, how did you do that, actually? <laughs> <laughs> so were you calling him Conehead or like what? <laughs> uh, I, 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 I should have. Um, <laughs> you're like that was a missed opportunity i'm not a fan of theirs so i try not to start conversation oh, okay, okay. <laughs> fair fair it's one of those friends on social media <laughs> oh okay <laughs> um it's funny because like i i'm trying to remember because my last question is a funny question, and I'm trying to remember exactly why I did it, and I think it's and like it a... it threw me off, actually. I actually started reading it out loud to my coworkers. I was like, oh, why? Lord, I like, <laughs> Morty, and then as I was reading it further, I was like, I'm not going to finish reading out loud. <laughs> oh, the reason why I asked you is because I know you're a Rick and Morty fan. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I yeah, so it took me off guard, because I was like, Rick and Morty, and then I was like, whoa, whoa, what? What? This is so out of left field. <laughs> Oh, I thought it's pretty appropriate for the Rick and Morty show. Yeah, actually it is. But it was just like, you were like, what's your art history? What's your, yeah. you know, what's your name? And then all of a sudden it was like, go ahead. You can ask the question, I guess. I will, but it's, it's exactly. not that out of nowhere for this podcast. I have asked questions similar. Um, if Rick and Morty went to a, uh, a dimension or a planet that's uh, just filled with cat people, who is the, who would want to get laid? Who's going to get laid in this cat planet? <laughs> so, yeah, so it's funny. First, I talked a bunch of crap about this, right? Because I was like, whoa, where, where? my friend just, like, threw this out of left field. Um, but uh, I was like, what? <laughs> and what? Like, how did you come up with that? Like, a cat world and who wants to get laid? Like, <laughs> I think, I think the reason why I think, because I, I, I don't have the internet right now with but I think that this episode is going to come out on like international like cat day or some shit. Oh my God. That's actually pretty smart. Okay. There's a reason why it's cat day. I just can't look it up right now, but it's, uh, but that's what I came up with because I I was trying to think of some Rick and Morty thing because they do have a pickle Rick uh, print that's with you. 
And yeah. I'm a huge Rick and Morty fan. And so when I was thinking of this question, I was like, I think it's I think it's a pretty decent question because uh, you can either have Morty who is nervous and just wants to any kind of uh, female that any kind of woman that he meets, he wants to woo because like there was that one uh, the uh, the purge planet where he just meets <laughs> yeah. a almost victim and wants to save her, or you have Rick who just wants sex with everyone. Who do you think would be and but if what if they're the creepy cats from the Broadway play? Oh, it's funny because then I was like, what a weird, what a fucking weird question, right? And I was all like, oh, right. you know, and I'm like Jimmy, right? And then I started thinking about it, and then I think I came up with an even weirder like plot twist because <laughs> then I was like, okay, actually, I really thought about it, and I was like, okay, Rick, because he's, like, kind of the grind ball, right, so, like, I was, like, I'm thinking, like, Rick, pickle Rick, you know, like, he, or, like, some sort of, like, he goes to this cat dimension, and then, um, you know how there's, like, viral cat videos that are scared of cucumbers, (laughs) so I kind of was, like, hey, there you go, I was, like, fucking, you know, it's Rick and like, you know, then they're fighting all of a sudden they're fighting cucumbers off and he saves the, you know, the, the hottest feline from these, you know, cucumbers. So like a cucumber invasion, <laughs> I took, I just went off and I was like, okay, I guess this was a good question for me. This is a damn good plot. That was I, a good I, damn. I, yeah. Right. I was like, you better not steal this. Now everyone's going to steal this idea. <laughs> It's funny because you did you did bash the, the question, but I think that you answered it perfectly. <laughs> right? My coworkers were like, wow, that actually is a really good, like, you know, I'd watch that episode. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think I think it's an appropriate question for Rick and Morty. The cartoon is vulgar as hell. I think that I think the question stands I think the question can be asked about that show. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so there you go. There's the answer. <laughs> Fantastic. And um, uh, copyright. Hold on. You're gonna do one of those little things in the corner here. Copyright, Priscilla Bree. <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna copyright your plot for Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty has a copyright <laughs> on Rick and Morty. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, there you go. Okay, maybe they're gonna hire me now <laughs> if they're watching. Cool. I will make sure the if 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 anyone who works on Rick and Morty is listening to this, uh, yeah, definitely hire Priscilla to write your episodes because. Uh, she was able to. Because <laughs> I'm. You weird. got the. You got the questions a few days ago and was able to come up with a whole plot for it. So okay, make it I'm happen. not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie, Jimmy. I actually just I read it at the end of my shift at work. Like I was answering them. Um, like so, if if anything, it was within the last like you know five hours. <laughs> so I'm giving myself credit, but also kind of dissing you, but. <laughs> I appreciate, what you want with that. <laughs> I appreciate you making your your coworkers feel weird when you read it out loud. That's oh, they, like. they definitely, they definitely, they know. <laughs> they already know every day I walk in. <laughs> um, what words of advice would you give anyone who is looking into, because uh, like you're very new to the con- convention scene. What advice would you give to someone who wants to enter the convention scene? Who wants to get into it? Yeah. Uh, so I think a lot of it has to do, this sounds really lame because <laughs> usually I'm a little more like tough than this, but, uh, I think what really helped me was actually doing more like inner self work first, because I think I was holding myself back a lot from like in the past. Um, and I think that's why it's blown up so quickly. Like 
um, within the last six months because I decided one day that I was, I'm like, no, this is what I want. So just knowing like the target like really makes a difference and just like I journal every morning. So like just making sure like you're doing little steps every day to like make sure like you're applying yourself and getting there. So like, I know um, uh, just actually applying, <laughs> that's the hardest part is, that's the scariest part is sending the actual application out and the emails to do the follow-ups. Um, that definitely has gotten me in. So if people wanna do that, like you just gotta send it. <laughs> um, that's also a car enthusiast reference, so. I, I'm sure that slipped you, Jimmy, so. <laughs> <laughs>